It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Ali Morano and Stevie Nichol here in the studio. We also welcome to the show Mario Malchior is with us, as is former Arsenal defender Kieran Gibbs for the first time joining us. Hey, hey. Kieran, how are you doing, mate? You ready for this? I'm ready, I'm ready. You're not, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> we kick things off with Chelsea, who are terrible at the moment. So bad, we've compiled these stats. They've got no goals in the last 344 minutes. That's almost six hours of football. They failed to score in 10 of their last 15 games. Uh, even Tony and Ollie Watkins have scored as many Premier League goals as Chelsea since November the 1st. Haaland's 27 goals this season are four more than Chelsea have scored. They have won one game in the last 11 matches. It was another poor showing, wasn't it? This time against Spurs in that 2-0 defeat. It leaves them languishing 10th in the table, closer, of course, to the relegation zone than they are a top four place. As our former Chelsea man, that's a nice cheery start to the show, Mario. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, what a game. Oh, guys, oh, what can I tell you? Oh, watching Mario, this game, let's, you know? let's, Mario, I want to just get to the crunch. Let's get to the question that everyone's asking. Would you get rid of Potter now if you're in charge? You, you have to put me on the spot. Yeah, um, that's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> you know what? You know what I would say in my time. Potter would not last. That's all I can say. Because when I was playing, no, the man would. I'm feel sorry for him. I know everybody talks about the great manager, but with results like this, I have to be sorry, and I have to make a change. Kieran, can you imagine what it's like in that squad at the moment, given all these new individuals that have been thrown together and in general, just the size of it all? Yeah, the numbers don't look pretty, do they? Um, but, you know, I just think Graham's, he hasn't had a squad. He hasn't, all the players have been injured, you know? And so I just think, I disagree with Mario. I, 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 like, I like the look of Graham and I would give him, I would give him more time. Stevie? I, I think he deserves time. Why? What have you seen? <laughs> well, because... What have you seen? Well, I haven't seen anything, to be honest. <laughs> right. What I've seen is what he's done previously with a, with a squad of players. You know, every time... Chelsea, you, could, you could almost not bother with a coach and throw a bunch of Chelsea players on and pick the numbers at random and they would probably score a goal without any coaching. OK. The problem he has, we, we always talk about watching teams playing and when they're that bad, we go, can you believe what they were like today? It's almost like they've, they've never played with each other before. Well, every time Chelsea steps on the field, that's pretty much what it is. Because again at the weekend, if there's one criticism I will make of him, he's making far too many changes. You know, he, in my opinion, no, he shouldn't get a sack, but what he needs to do is decide on a number of players and stick with them and get himself a start on 11 and go from there and get some continuity and get some goals particularly and get some results because 
changing five and six every time they play a game isn't going to change anything at all. It, it looks exactly what it is. It looks like a bunch of players who have never played with each other before. And unless you change that, then it will just continue. What if you had a manager, say, Zinedine Zidane, willing to step in tomorrow to take over? No, come on. I mean, how does... Look at, look at the names on that team sheet going forward. Sterling, Felix, Zayic and, and Havertz. And... Between them, surely someone can score but in six they really, hours. They should really shut their eyes and score. Are you telling me that because of Graham Potter, that's why they're not scoring? But that's the, it's kind of the last gasp option, isn't it? You can't sack all these players. You either get no. rid of Potter, bring in someone that is going to lift the mood of everything, bring a little bit of gravitas, a little bit of authority to but, things. But, but what's... Right. Brings you down in tomorrow. What's he going to do? He's going to galvanise this squad. They're going to listen because he's Zinedine Zidane. Oh, so you, I think some of these players aren't listening, you, Stevie, because it's Graham Potter. I get, we don't know that. <laughs> we certainly. But from and what I, we've I, seen on the well, pitch. Well, I'll tell you what. There, there, there are so many players at Chelsea, and there are so many players who are not getting a game regularly. That the fact that we haven't heard that particular line is amazing. Because if it was true, mm. we would have heard that out by now. Because all of those players and all of their agents would have been would have been. Onto their, their mates in the press and the media, and that would have been the first thing that they would say is, the players don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. And if that happens, then he'd be straight out the door. So that's my argument against that. Right. I just don't. I don't see how it changes regarding the the change of manager unless you pick a, a squad of players, a certain amount, and you stick with them and you mould something between now and the end of the season. Because if you don't do that and you keep Doing what I said and changing it, you're just going to get the same old, same old. When you started answering the question there, Stevie, you used the term that Graham Potter deserves more time. I don't think he's done anything to deserve more time. I think he's going to get more time because I don't, I don't see another option that could potentially be be viable for Chelsea and realistically viable for Chelsea. And the thing that you address there, Stevie, with continuity, you're not going to get any more continuity by bringing a new guy in. You're more likely to get some continuity with the work that we assume Grant Potter continues to do with this group of new players that are coming together and that eventually they have to come together in a manner that it shows results on the field and productivity on the field. It is clear to see that this team is lacking confidence. It is clear to see that this is a team that doesn't quite know what to do to problem solve on the field. Because of the players that we just showed there, as we just said, they should be scoring goals. But now it, everything is it's, it's overthinking. Everything is trying to be too cute or trying to make the perfect pass. And what I see from Chelsea is in a team with desperation when it comes to scoring goals, at some point you got to start doing things that are very simple and very basic. Swing the ball in the box a few times. About shots from distance. About something that you can just run into a goal just by a mere deflection. They're not even giving themselves those opportunities. When you think about Chelsea and the talent, the talent that is available on the field, whether it's Graham Potter or somebody else, they should be running into goals even if it is by accident. And that's not happening. I don't think they're giving themselves that opportunity because it's everything is passing, 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 passing. And there's almost this acceptance of, well, we're not going to score, so we're just going to continue to pass. 
take a chance. And when I say take a chance, I mean start driving balls into the box, swing balls length, early crosses, attack the ball, and somebody either defensively is going to make a mistake or you yourself, even if it is by accident, will run into a goal. And when they score a goal, maybe there is a little bit more confidence. But all of that is going to come from continuity, and you don't get continuity if you get rid of this guy right now. The problem that Chelsea have, on top of everything, Mario, is they've got two big mm. home matches coming up. Leeds at the weekend, where everyone would expect Chelsea to win, and then Borussia Dortmund, of course, looking to turn around that Champions League tie. You feel these two games are going to be key, and one of the reasons they're key is because they're at the bridge, and we know if the crowds start turning, then that will really surely catch the ear of Todd Bowley. Yeah, no, look, uh, look, he's the owner, right? And you have a coach that's in front of the team now, and what the guys has highlighted, look, we all know new players came in. They had enough, you know, you get time you never get in the Premier League. So it doesn't matter what manager you are. And when he got the job, I was one of the first to say, like, he should take the job. Why not? Come on, that's a great job to take. But then it comes the question, of course, so many players come in. Are you instrumental in bringing in who do you want to bring in? Or are they being brought in by somebody else? Because when I was playing at Chelsea, I remember when the, when the club was taken over, nine players came in, and I can guarantee you the manager we had, I think it was Ranieri at the time, he did not know about all the players that were coming in. So if this yeah. is happening again, then Potter might be in a situation that he might have so many quality players, but it might not be the crucial ones that he needs or where he wants to place them. And I think that question is really key. Then the other part comes in. They start talking about all or nothing of Arsenal. Then they start talking about like little things that are not necessary. I think what is very important now is what Ali just say, pick your starting 11, stick with them, because he has like, what, 12 players or something in his team that are all scoring goals, but none, nobody is really the prolific scorer of that team. And then you need to focus on making sure that you have details. Dortmund away. How can one of your strongest midfielder be one-on-one -on -one with the quickest player of Dortmund? It's not possible. How can be your winger, Sterling, marking one of the key strikers in England, Kane, at a corner kick? Come on, guys. This is These are little details that I don't agree with. And... Like I said, yes, I want to give him time, but I also want to see results and seeing the team getting better. And that's what don't my question is. Don't sound like you want to give him too much. Uh, <laughs> a little no. bit of time. No. <laughs> Kieran, it's, it's, is it a no-win situation for Potter just because of the size of the task in hand? We know, and we've talked to coaches before, it's hard enough keeping those players who aren't playing happy, let alone this now extended squad that you have. Yeah, I think that's that's part of his problem. He's almost got too much to choose from at the moment. And like Mario says, you know, how many of these players are actually the ones that he wanted to bring in? Um, and just going back to your point on, you know, him bringing up the all or nothing uh, documentary, I think the reason he's doing that is because that is a clear case of a team that has stuck by their manager that has given them a plan and said that this is how he wants to play. And at the moment, you would think that Graham hasn't been given that chance. Because, look, Mikel, you could have said the same thing about Mikel, right, when he first came in. Who, he, how much managerial experience did he actually have? And so when he went through a difficult time at the beginning, it would have been so easy to turn around and say, oh, well, you know, he's out of his depth, he's not equipped, um, you know, he's, he's learned under Pep and he's got 
good experience from that. But when it's actually his time to do the job, he can't cut it. And that was what a lot of people were saying. But all of a sudden, you give him a bit of extra time, you could see from the documentary that the players started to buy in. And this is the result. A little bit like Ten Hag. A lot of people would have said when he came in that he couldn't deal with big personalities. But all of a sudden, he's had a bit of time and he's starting to turn things around at United. So, you know, I think with the squad that Graham's got, he, I believe he has the ability to turn things around there. Um, I think he's been unfortunate with not having a squad fully fit. Um, and I would like to see him have a chance, uh, you know, at a fully fit squad firing on all, all cylinders. You know, <clears throat> Arteta's a great example to use because what Arteta did was when he won the FA Cup, that is what gave him the time to be left alone right. to build his team. You know, the fact that they collapsed at the end of last year and didn't make the top four, a lot of, a lot of managers might have got the sack because of that. But he got, himself, he got himself that time because of that. Potter right now needs to get some games together, a run of wins, in order to make sure that he does stay there till the end of the season. Because if he continues to lose game after game, and you highlighted the, the next two at home, yeah. then as much as I think he should stay, if he loses those two games, there's not a person in football that would be shocked if he got the bullet. Yeah. Right. You said he, need, he needs a run of wins. He needs one win. Well, he needs to stop. He needs, he needs one win, and then we can talk about <laughs> potentially stringing results together. And apparently the solution is they have to contact Amazon and get an all-or-nothing documentary because that resolves the issues. Yeah, trust, trust Kieran to turn it all into Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Well, the Arsenal yeah. documentary. Oh, great. Uh, let's, let's turn our attention then to your former side, shall we? Or, of course, um, just surprise everyone this season with the start that they've had and the fact that they are now sitting two points clear at the top of the table. Uh, it, you, the bookies can't separate them or City. It's even money for the both. Uh, Manchester United, of course, for some, still in the hunt, uh, sitting eight points uh, behind. Uh, Kieran, how much has this season surprised you? I don't think it surprised me as much as probably most people, just purely because, you know, I knew Mikel um, from when I played with him. And especially after watching the documentary, it was a good insight into what he's trying to build there. And I feel like with the players that they that they had and have, they always had the quality to to produce. Um, it was just about consistency, and I think that's just what we're seeing now. What was it about him as a player that gave gave you the indication that he's going to be a top top coach? Yeah, I've mentioned it before, but he's just uh, he's just got that extra bit of um, passion for the game. And he's always talking about the game and, you know, he just lives and breathes it. I mean, most play all players do, but he was just extra special with that. And you could always tell he was going to go into management. Uh, where do you stand on their chances? If I was to ask you a percentage chance between them and City, where do you stand? Percentage-wise, 75 
75% chance. Whoa. Ooh, that's a lot. Wow. Do you say City or Arsenal? <laughs> 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 uh, how much do they need someone like Gabriel Jesus back? Obviously, his absence has been felt maybe over the last couple of weeks. Enketia starting on the bench at the weekend, but still Martinelli, of course, uh, getting it done. Um, look, I think they just have to keep everyone fit. They just have to keep everyone fit. I mean, they can't afford any more injuries. Gabriel is obviously going to be a big boost when they come back. But I think the problem is, I think they do have depth, a, a little bit of depth, but they just don't have, they've, they've played with this team for most of the season. And so anyone that comes in, if someone's to get injured, they've got to be right up to speed and there's just going to be no room for error. So that's my only concern. But if they keep everyone fit and they just keep doing what they're doing, then it's, it's theirs to bring home. Don't give me a list of players, Kieran. I don't want that. Who has been the star for you for Arsenal this season? That's so tough. That's so tough because they've just been so strong. If I had to pick anyone, I would say Erdegaard. Yeah. I would yeah, say no. yeah. I think I th he's I just think... I think he's just been instrumental and everything goes through him. His consistency of his level of performance um has has just been outstanding and uh he's a top top player. I think I think I would give it to him. You said that as though you were going to say, yeah, I was going to say Yeah, that. I mean, nice, Karen. It's yeah. the first yeah. show. Yeah. I might have said Odegaard. I think that's a very good answer. <laughs> Who do you think? Should we talk about Should we tell Karen about the bet? Sure. Why not? Yeah. I, I, I think it's an impossible question to answer. Well, I, no, but then that's a silly answer because I want an answer, don't I? Oh, okay. Because you could just oh. you could list the list the players. Oh, very demanding you? today. Yeah. No, you could say Sydney, unless you... unless you're Kieran. If you're Kieran, he's not demanding. No, well, he pushed them into okay. picking somebody out. But the truth is, there's five or six that the, you could. Yeah, but we could, say five, but we could all say five or six, isn't it? All right. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, you just give it that. Oh yes, as if, as if you were going to say. I was well, going to say that's a very good well. answer. Well done, <laughs> well Kieran. Well done, Kieran. Who's well, your first show? Well done. <laughs> Mario, who do you want to win, City or Arsenal? Oh, ooh. Oh my God! I proper knew you question. were going to come to me with this one—a proper, a problem question. Uh, thinking about London, but I think uh, you know, uh, I, I will go then for Ateta. You know, I—it's I, a sensitive thing to say because it's London, but um, the way he's playing football and the way we always be talking about Arsenal, what they're missing—he might have brought that in the team. You know, that that finding power, the the consistency of pulling it all the season through. I think if he can do that, I think it's also well deserved. 75-25? That's high. Ooh, that's high. It's high. Yeah. Even by Kieran's standards, that's high. Yeah. If they, if they uh, keep everyone fit. Oh! oh no! 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 Beep! Beep! It's okay. You, 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 you can pick. It's okay. Don't worry. Pick your team. Pick your team. Well, obviously... With how Kieran truly believes that it's not 75, I'm yeah. going to 60-40. Yeah. 60-40, yeah. 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 In favour of Arsenal. In favour of well. Arsenal, yes. Uh, they're, of course, in action midweek as well. Away from the Premier League, the big story today off the pitch was the best FIFA award, or mm. FIFA the best award, uh, was awarded.
to Lionel Messi. Hey. He won it uh, in Mbappe second. Basically, the whole of Argentina won, won every award uh, that was going in the male uh, segment. Uh, Messi winning it. You, uh, do you like Messi, Kieran? Do you think he's a good player? He's not bad, is he? He's not no, bad. he's all right. <laughs> he's okay. That's good. Mario doesn't like him, do you, Mario? No, I think he's not a good player. I don't understand why they gave it to him. Because you know why? I would go and rip it off his arm and say, like, Messi, you're just too good to be true, man. Why are yeah. you so good? That's all I would yeah. ask him. Uh, there we go. Any, any input? Did you watch the ceremony, Stevie? What ceremony? <laughs> 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 well, we lost Kieran. Oh, we lost Kieran. Kieran's gone. Oh, it's got the same internet as Dom. Uh, Kieran, like we look at these individual awards, and as the youngest male by, by youngest member by quite a while, quite an age on this squad, how much does individual awards mean to these players now compared to in Stevie's day? <laughs> look, I mean, listen. The guy's the undisputed for me. So um, these types of awards for any player is is always going to be special. Um, but I think when you look at the end of your career, are you looking at how many Champions Leagues you've got, how many World Cups you've got, or are you looking at these? I don't know. Mario might be able to help me on that one. Um, well, he hasn't got like... any. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got none of those. What none of those. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Oh, 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 easy now, easy now, Ali. You understand? Because you know, hey, listen. I, I, I started winning. I started winning trophies when I was 19, my friend. So I don't know about you, but I know, you know. So, so uh, I don't know. Most, maybe you can explain to me money. How, how it feels <laughs> when you lift up a trophy and you win the double. I mean, I know how it feels, so that's why I can explain that. But anyway, so going back to what, what he just said, yes, I, I, I understand what Kieran said, you know, like you look at all, but when you're Messi, he's just that, 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 that you know, that, that, that World Cup that he won was almost undisputed. He had to win this one. It was, it was no, no brainer. I mean, if they would have given it to someone else, it would almost be a crime. It was similar to when Lovodelsky didn't get it. For me, it was like a crime. So this one would have been a big crime too if they didn't give him to him. He's the best. He achieved it. He showed us like he had one trophy to win, regardless of what he did in Holland, but he proved the character that the country needed. And that's why he picked up that trophy. So, yeah, I think you will look back at his career and think you're like, oh, my God, just open that window and just look at those trophies. What beautiful. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. There you go, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Mario, stay with us. Um, we're going to talk about the Carabao Cup next. Kieran refused to talk about Manchester United's success. What? Uh, so we'll say thank you very much uh, to Kieran. I hope to have you on the show uh, again uh, later on in the year. Just a reminder, who else won at FIFA Best? Let's take you through the winners. I mentioned it, of course. Uh, Argentina sweeping the men's segment. Uh, with Scaloni, the men's coach. Martinez as well. And Argentina won the best fans. Well... As well, we saw them at the World Cup. Meanwhile, for the women, uh, Puteas won the Player of the Year. Uh, Wagman, the uh, England coach, won the Women's Coach of the Year. And Mary Erbs won the Best Goalkeeper. Oh, are we, are we coming back to us? I thought we were doing a Gab and Jules podcast, or are we want to discuss that? There it is. There we go. No, I have to say no to FaceTime. There we go. Uh, the latest edition of the Gab and Jules podcast it is available now. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? 
Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Manchester United here so many times before, but it's the black and white of Newcastle that is eye-catching 35,000 travelling supporters for whom this is Nirvana. And the header is good and decisive from Casemiro. Marcus Rashford stamped his name on this showpiece. It's been a while, but Manchester United are back in the trophy-winning business. A glory, glory day for Manchester United. Uh, Manchester United and their first trophy under Ten Hag dominating the back pages of the newspaper in England. As promised, uh, Mario is still with us. We also welcome to the conversation Ian Dark. Ian, that was a bit of an old-school performance from United, wasn't it? I thought they were terrific, really, and they, they proved that they can come through rough patches in the game to prevail. And they've been doing that a lot lately. They did it against Barcelona on Thursday night when they weren't great in the first half, but got the job done in spectacular fashion in the second. Same yesterday, really. Once they'd got ahead, Newcastle never, ever looked like breaking them down. I thought Casemiro was fantastic. Yeah. So too was Martinez, who's just is a, he's a real street fighter at the back. And you saw all the fist bumping going on between the Manchester United defenders and De Gea every time they repelled an attack. Um, never looked like surrendering that lead at all. And first trophy in six years, it might be the first of a few for Manchester United. What a transformation Eric Ten Hag has affected at Old Trafford. What was cool, Stevie, from a United perspective after the game was considering everything the likes of Casemiro, Varane have won, their passion, their excitement, their enthusiasm to, to winning this, which you could argue is like their fourth priority when the season starts. To be honest, I wasn't shocked. There's a reason why people like Casemiro and Varane have as many trophies as they have. And regardless of the name of the trophy, to them, every single one means just as much as the last one. And, and the last one you win is always the one that you remember the most because it, it's the freshest. So as good as they are, 
and as strong as they are mentally, yeah. they're just winners. Mm. And winners don't care what it is. It's just winning that matters most. And that's not necessarily a given, though, is mm. it, Mario? No, definitely not. But what Stevie said, just I, I played with Mercedes A.E. He was identical to that, what, what Stevie just said. As soon as we played the final, like I give an example, when I just got there quickly and we played like the FA Cup final, he was just a different guy. He was in the dressing room. He just got himself to himself. And then he would just like, certain like he, we could play two games before and we, could, we would be like, Marcel, what's up with you? And then the day of the final, oh my God, he was the best player on the field. So having those two players, they won so much, Casimiro and uh, yeah. Fran, it's just normality for them to, to play like that. They, they, those are people that just come on to the game and just say, we're going to do it. But definitely, if you look at the team, they didn't even play that great. But defensively, wow, they look really strong. And those were the questions that big problems with before uh, Ten Hag took, took over. How impressed have you been with Martinez, Mario? Very impressive, but I knew him from Ajax, of course, and, you know, we, we talked about his height and stuff like that, but look what the guy is doing, you know, he's strong, he's a real winner, um, his height does not matter because he's proven himself, and now, look, with, with the, 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 the push that you get from playing in England and, and the, the admiration and everything that you want to achieve, I think England is a perfect country for Martinez to be there because the crowd will get him going. And you could see his performance is really good because of that reason as well. And Casemiro reacts to it too. He seems to the crowd, he scores the goal, he screams to the crowd. Those are moments that it's very difficult to explain that to people, but when you feel that, you understand it even better. The winning fuels winners, right? That's, that's where you get the inspiration. It's not for the experience, it's not trust the process, it's, all of that is nonsense. You play because you want to win. And that's the thing that in the end is most rewarding. Now there are players, and we've all been in locker rooms, there are players that say that they care about winning. Right. And then there are players that prove it on the field and prove it with performances, prove it with results when it matters the most. Those are the guys you trust. And whatever you may think of Casemiro, because he's a guy that divides opinions in terms of his behavior on the field. If you're a Barcelona fan, you hate Casemiro, but you hate Casemiro because you know that that's a guy that is going to win games and did win games for Real Madrid against Barcelona. And he's doing the same thing for Manchester United. It is a personality that a team like Manchester United needed and now is fully taken advantage of. Because the leadership, you can see it in terms of his level of play. That's never in question. But the presence of Casemiro, and I'm only single now Casemiro because of how good he was uh, against Newcastle. But the presence of Casemiro gives you a different picture gives you a different perspective about Manchester United and it gives you a different profile and it is proven on the field, off the field, when you have enough of those guys that are proven winners, not, not, not just for show, not just in, in, in moments that don't really matter, no, in moments that truly matter, guys that do show up, you have a lot of those in your team, you're going to win a lot of games. Uh, this is what he had to say after the game, uh, Casemiro. I thought of you for some reason, Stevie, because food's <laughs> brought up. Anyone who knows me knows that I go for a ball like it's a plate of dinner. Mm. <laughs> from, a, you know from, from Ten Hag's point of view, it's exactly what you needed. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say before you put that up, mm. one of the things I love about Casemiro is that, you know, we talk about there's no, there's, there's no challenges anymore in the game and nobody kicks anybody anymore. Well, there's one guy that still does that, but he's really smart, and he only does it 
at the perfect time. Right. When it stops an attack, or when the, the team's under pressure, or they're up against time, just, just keep your eye on him. He'll just kick somebody, and the game will die, and the pressure will be taken off. He may get a yellow, but it's just smart. It's just brains. Uh, Ian, are you surprised how well Ten Hag has done? Um, I think everybody's a little bit surprised. Of course, he was a winner in the Netherlands, but it's typical of us in the English media that we tend to pour cold water on that and say, well, that was just in the Netherlands. You know, wait till he gets to the Premier League. And, of course, people were dismissing him in the opening weeks of the season when they lost 4-0 at Brentford. Terrible performance. Everybody was you know, shaking their heads in a, in a very knowing way and saying, yeah, he's not going to work at Old Trafford. Nothing much had worked. But look at what he's done. He's done it with smart tactics, with discipline. He's great man management. You know, look at the Rashford incident. Rashford in fantastic form, but he's late for a team meeting and Ten Hag leaves him out of the team uh, just to make his point and the others go, well, OK. You know, it's, it was a poison dressing room last season. He's changed all of that around it and he's done it in remarkably quick time. So, you know, another player you should mention, I think, in all of this, we've talked about Varane rightly and Casemiro and, and Martinez. Luke Shaw, I think, you know, he's going to be on any shortlist for player of the season. He's been great, not only at left-back, his natural position, but even when they played him at centre-back mm. too. But, uh, you know, Ten Hag, everything he's touching is turning to gold at the moment. I think the only problems for United could be if Casemiro got a long-term injury or Rashford picked up a long-term injury. Mario, of course, you know Ten Hag well, and we always kind of see this really serious persona, almost Bond-like villain, uh, when he's interviewed. Mm -hmm. We kind of saw that other side to him, didn't we? The celebrations with him, with him dancing <laughs> with Anthony and Martinez on the touchline. That's a little bit how he is, because some people don't know him personally, and I, I managed to, you know, um, have a conversation with him. But this dance that he do, is doing now, he did that with Ajax when he won the league too. But Ten Hag's <laughs> history, he comes from Utrecht, when he was Itrick, it was more defensively and, and putting the strategy really down. He comes to Ajax, very attacking. Very attacking football that we play at Ajax. And then, of course, he goes to Man U. Now he's got to do both because, you know, defensively you got to be strong, but still you got to, you know, dictate the game, you know, as much as you can. And how he wins games, he also focuses on, like, can I win the game and make it also look good the way I'm winning? And I think, like, the way he's performing, I said it in the beginning when he got the job, I said, great move, but as long as you don't do the same thing that we do in Holland. Because in Holland, sometimes we are too open and then we become very vulnerable. But clearly he hasn't done it. He is. First trophy, first season, guys, <laughs> what else do you want? If a manager comes in and he wins that straight away for you, you're going to be happy. He's done everything right, Stevie. Absolutely. He's done, I, I think the, the important thing is he's done everything right with what he's got. Because obviously a team like Manchester United, a club like Manchester United wants to kick on now. Yeah. Yes, it's important that you win a trophy, but now, now they want to win a more important trophy. And now they want to start competing for the Premier League. And to do that, you have to have a base. And I think he's got the base now. Right. Now they have to start signing the correct players. I think that's how United have to look at it. I think he's proven himself that he is a Manchester United manager. The first one who's done it since Sir Alec was there. So now the owners, and considering the mess that's going on right now, that could be the biggest thing that holds him back because he needs money. 
to make the team better. Because right now, they have, they're a team. You right. know, we, we're talking about Casimiro and Varane and Rashford. Yes, and but, Martinez. But they're a, real, they're a real unit, and they play as a unit. And the reason they're winning games is because when the bumps in the road come, they stick together. Right. They're not, they're not beating teams because they're doing a, a Man City or a Liverpool of three years ago who are just running people over. It's calculated, and he's doing it in a certain way. Now he has to try and do it the Man United way, which is running people over, outplaying teams, having more possession in teams, creating more chances, having more goal scorers. You know, Manchester United aren't going to win the Premier League if they're going to rely on one guy in the front three mm. to be the goal scorer. Uh, and that means they have to go and buy the proper players. You mentioned, of course, this is their stepping stone to win a more significant trophy. Yeah. Something, of course, Ian, they could do this season. In theory, they're still up for the quadruple. It's 150 to 1 if you fancied a flutter on that. The Premier League, of course, being the outside bet there. But you could seriously have a conversation regarding the Europa League and the FA Cup that they could go and add to the silverware this season. I think you have to say, I mean, I think we said it in commentary the other night uh, when they played Barcelona, the winners of this, though it was a playoff, will be favourites to win the Europa League. And I think they are. I think they'll probably be too strong for Real Betis uh, in the round of 16. FA Cup, yeah, big chance. Home to West Ham United this midweek. You'd have to fancy them to go through. So, you know, they could do a treble. I think probably the Premier League title is maybe mm. a little bit beyond them because they're, what, eight points off the lead now. Mario, what do you think? Yeah, no, definitely with the guys. But the, the only thing is, like, they are so close. And I know Ten Hag's mindset. His mindset is to win big things. So even if, you know, like, it doesn't look like we will never talk about them, like, the league-wise, right? But in his mindset, believe me, it's on his mind. He is waiting for one slip-up, and he will go for it. Because he doesn't know no better. If you become a coach of Ajax before he took the Man United job... Ajax, you have to win the league every time. Eh? You can never come there and think, oh, second is going to be good enough. No, you're not allowed. So being a Man United is no different. The only thing is the club is bigger. To Manchester United, of course, in action midweek in the FA Cup. They play host to West Ham at Old Trafford on Wednesday. That's one of eight matches that are live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, coverage starts tomorrow at 2.15 for the likes of Stoke against Brighton, Fulham Leeds, Bristol City, Manchester City and Leicester against Blackburn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. 
It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Meanwhile, what a weird old weekend mm. in La Liga. Real Madrid, of course, rubbish against Atleti. Barcelona, <coughs> even worse against Almeria, losing 1-0, meaning that seven points now separate the two at the top of the table. Uh, this is what Xavi, Xavi was not happy after that defeat against Almeria. I'm really angry. It was a day to make a statement. There was no intensity. There was not even a desire to win. And that worries me. Worst match of the season. He's not kidding, Ali. He is... 100% correct. And given the circumstances, and let's just, let's just set up the picture as to what Barcelona had to gain here. Real Madrid drops two points against Atletico Madrid, which then would have meant that if Barcelona beat Almeria, lowly Almeria, now you're 10 points ahead. Now that in itself should be motivation. But I think there's more to this because this would have been the final push to Real Madrid. Real Madrid have been giving signs that they couldn't care less about La Liga. They, they have been giving signs that they care about Champions League, you see level performances in Champions League, and then you see them playing La Liga, and there is a contrast there, a clear contrast. So this would have been the final push, 10 points ahead, Real Madrid would have said, yeah, you know, that La Liga thing, it's just not gonna happen. We focus on what truly matters to us. Given what we have seen and the evidence that has been presented to us by Real Madrid themselves. So to not take this game as the most important game, and this is indeed the most important game against Almeria and have that approach, it's embarrassing from Barcelona's perspective. It really is. And the first half performance from Barcelona was indeed embarrassing. Now, I would also say this, while it's easy to focus on the players and the lack of intensity and urgency and all the things that Xavi pointed out, I would also say Xavi plays a part in this. Because you made changes. Yeah. You rotated the team. Yes. Yeah. So what message are you sending the players? Why don't you tell your core group of players that you have available because you have injuries, so you have a core group of players and you say to them, listen, for the, for the next 10 days, couple of weeks, I'm going to need you. And I'm going to take care of your body and we're going to make sure that you recover and that when you're training, it's all about your recovery time. But in game days, I'm going to need you and especially I'm going to need you against Almeria. I'm going to need your very best because this is the game that may just decide it for us. He made changes. He rotated the team, books Eddie Garcia on the field, who, by the way, does not belong at Barcelona, and the version that you get from Christensen alongside Eddie Garcia is different than the, you get from Christensen alongside Ronald Araujo. You changed Jules Koundé. You made those decisions, not the players. So you laid out a foundation that was already creaking, that was already cracking ahead of this match, and the players then said, yeah, we're not really interested. That's on the players. But the manager itself, I don't think, sent them the correct message going into the game. The problem is now, Ian, like after that Real Madrid Athletic game, which, which you called, of course, you look at it and like Real Madrid, as Ali alluded to, are a Champions League team. You just, it, it is incredible how night and day their performance was in that first half against Athletic compared to the second half against Liverpool. But maybe Barcelona dropping points here might just trigger their interest. So I don't know, maybe trying in La Liga a little harder. You know, I think Ali's spot on. I think, you know, they've now left the door open, haven't they, for Real Madrid, who would have looked at that result and thought, oh, we're not out of this title race 
Not at all. They play each other, of course, on Thursday mm. night in Copa del Rey semi, but they play each other in three weeks' time in that massive La Liga Clasico um, at, at the Camp Nou. So, you know, that's going to be now a lot more riding on it. It might have got a little bit academic, that game, had Barcelona been 10 points clear. You know, they could have afforded even to lose it and still had a handy lead. Now it looks a bit dodgy. They've got Lewandowski out injured. Yeah. He might not even make it for the Classico. It's going to be touch and go. Pedri as well, who's a big, big player, makes things stick in the midfield. And I think they suffered a big hangover on Sunday from, from what happened at Old Trafford. I think going out of Europe, that was a real kick in the teeth for them. And they just didn't recover. Ali, you said in our post-game show, if Barcelona beat Almeria, they were 100% mm -hmm. going to win La Liga. What does that look like now? 60-40 for Barcelona. Really? Uh, uh, yes, because you, you, you... I don't know how many times in, I have sat here in the show and said that Real Madrid, when they're dead, you got to kill them a thousand times, right? And again, and again, and again. Because what does this team do better than seemingly anybody else in Europe? They come back, right? It's what they do. If you give them any reason to believe... Now Real Madrid are interested. They're interested. They were not interested before. They are now. And to the point that Ian was making in terms of the injuries, you think about what they, their front line may look like going into the match against Valencia. Who's playing through the center? Well, that, it's Ferran Torres, right. perhaps, potentially, maybe. I, those, these are the sort of decisions that we're talking about. And Gabi suspended because he got a, yet another silly yellow card. You can add that to the list of things that are going on with this team. Rafinha is also suspended. So, and even though you're playing against Valencia, who've been struggling, Valencia's a team that desperately need points. Guess who else desperately needed points? Oh, Almeria. And how did that work out? So, look, there's enough evidence here to say, you know what, Real Madrid? You may just have a chance. The worrying thing would, if I'm a Barcelona fan, the worrying thing would be that Xavi's not concentrating on what's the important thing at the time. Because if you're Xavi and you've just lost in the Europa League, you're left, with one, you're left basically with one thing that you yeah. need to win. Mm -hmm. I need to do everything I can to win this. So what will I do? I'll make changes. I mean, where, where does that fall into the realms? Well, he might, you know, remember that it's the Copa del Rey on Thursday. It it's Real Madrid on it Thursday. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you what. Do you want the, the Copa del Rey or do you want the championship title? Right. It's, not, it's not even a question, is it? So you know what? If I've got to sacrifice something to make sure I win this title, that we win this title, then we beat Almeria. And you know what? Once we're beating Almeria, then I'll decide what I'm going to do in the Copa del Rey. He's... he's you know, I think too many coaches these days, and particularly particularly the younger coaches, because there's no way that Ancelotti's done what, he, what Javi did. Mm -hmm. Right. No chance. Right. He understands how, the importance of each single each single game and, and, and what it will bring. So, I'm sorry. This, this, to me, was a bit of a rookie mistake, quite and, honestly. And, and to your point, Stevie, you sacrificed that first leg in Copa del Rey because there is a second leg to be played as well. See, there is no second Almeria match. This would have been the final. This is the big moment. This is the one that you needed to win. And he told us as much in the post-game press conference or interview. Yep. So if you knew it, 
coming in, if you felt it coming in, then make the decisions accordingly. We're not just sitting here and say, well, it went wrong, so now we're criticizing. No, even as the lineup comes out, you go, why? You're asking that <laughs> which, question. Which I think anytime you see Eric Garcia's name. Well, yes, yes. The word why. Uh, that's fair mind. enough. So then it is Real Madrid against Barcelona on Thursday in the Copa del Rey. That game, of course, live on ESPN+. Plus. According to the bookies, it is Real Madrid who are favourites to advance over the two legs. The second leg being on April the 5th. Anything could happen between now and then, really. But looking at it, Ian, do you concur with the bookies around with your favourites? Yeah, not necessarily. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I watched those two play in the Super Cup uh, out in the Middle East, and Barcelona were absolutely terrific. I mean, if they could reproduce that kind of form and they've got everybody fit and firing, you know, it's still a long way to go in this title race. Over the two legs, I, I, I call that a 50-50 game. I mean, I don't know... Who will be fit? You you heard Ali there go through a long list of problems Barcelona have. But um, I understand why the bookies will always say Real Madrid, because <laughs> just like we've been saying, they do find a way to prevail. Usually they didn't against Atletico at the weekend, but they do usually. So I understand the odds, but I think it's a pick and tie. We'll be talking about that game in a little more detail, of course, as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, meanwhile, Quite the match yesterday between Sevilla and Osasuna. We showed you that extraordinary own goal. Uh, but then what about this? Acuna comes over and tears up the bit of paper, throws it on the floor as they're trying to get the tactics that were sent on. Uh, as a coach, would be you slightly disappointed by that, Stevie? <laughs> that one of your own players has ripped it up. <laughs> Why would you send on a piece of paper that size? <laughs> <laughs> That's your takeaway. Hey, I mean, I, number one, you don't. I've seen coaches do it with the pieces of paper nonsense. Right. I, I don't get it myself. Okay. But that looks just ridiculous. Yes. And I'm glad Akuna did that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the coach is going to watch that and be. I hope he's embarrassed when he watches this. But, but, all right. But can, can we show it again? You see Oliver Torres, when he first sees the piece of paper, he kind of goes, is this upside down? Is this, which way is this going? Which way it's, a, it's like, oh, oh, are we going that way? And Marcos Acuna, who, by the way, doesn't play next to Oliver Torres, he actually had to make a move to get over there and get rid of the, of the, of the piece of paper. Almost it's, as if to say, this is a waste of time. What's a lot of nonsense. <laughs> see, if you've got to get, write something down on a piece of paper to send it on, yes. you haven't done your job properly before the game. Well, there you are. Oh. Oh, Big bit of paper. <laughs> uh, Are we going this way? Just a reminder, oh, that it is a massive weekend, a week of football coming up here on ESPN+. Plus. All starts tomorrow with Bristol City against Manchester City. Then it's Manchester United against West Ham. Then see the aforementioned El Clasico on Thursday at the Bernabeu on Friday. What a game this should be. Borussia Dortmund taking on Leipzig, of course, both very much with title aspiration. And then, as Ali mentioned at the camp now, it's Barca against struggling Valencia. And in Seville, Real Betis take on Real, Be Real Madrid. All these games live on ESPN+. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. 
your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Be sure to stay tuned. I voted for you, Aaron Kelly. Time is next. Uh, go on, Aaron. Ian back with us. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Ali and Stevie here in the studio. Meanwhile, Ian's with us from England. And in LA, Mary had to go out and buy a jersey because he's cold. Oh. <laughs> what, he bought that? <laughs> wow. That was a choice. Wow. wow. Hey, hey see, see, they say that bought that, but guys, take it easy now, eh? Hey, because <laughs> some, uh, some surprises there too. Yeah, it's not any better, yeah, close up. No, it's got a bit of a teacher yeah. vibe to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, man. I'm going back to school. That's the reason. Here we go. Right then. Lots of tweets with this sort of subject. Stevie, how did you rate Martinez's performance in the cup final out of 10? <laughs> He's probably solid eight, yeah. Wow. He was good, wasn't he? Eight out of 10. That's generous. He <laughs> like a big win. What? You were trying to odd you on the show. Didn't do Martinez. anything. Every two seconds. Martinez. I didn't do Martinez. Or, or Martinez. Martinez. Oh, is that why you were doing it? Because I'm saying it wrong. No, it's because you said he was too short yeah. to play football and he's been brilliant. Wow. Shut up. You're <laughs> punter tone again. He's punter tone. I think you're sitting in the pub with your mates. How's that a punter tone? you're sitting in the pub with your mates. That's what you said. Oh, he's been fantastic. <laughs> he has been great, no, Stevie. I, I, I just told you, had a good game. Right. Oh. Were you wrong about him? <laughs> <Who>? Martinez. <laughs> you mean Martinez? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not changing my mind at all. He's still got the same flaws he had previously. Just the fact that we haven't we haven't seen them recently right. doesn't mean they're not there. Okay. So there you go. I mean Rashford's fantastic, right? Yes. Right? Yes. Well, what was it? What was it like eight months ago? Nine months ago? Couldn't get a game. Right. So just because somebody's doing well right now, okay. does that mean they're going to be great for the rest of their career? No, Van Dyke's a great example of that. Uh, exactly. So the Yeah. So, so that's it. Well, don't don't try and be clever every time he has a decent game. Well, he's had a lot of decent games. That's no, the he's thing. had a sp he's had a spell of good games. Right. Yes, he's had a so right. It doesn't, doesn't make him Berezi. Well, I don't think anyone is suggesting that he is. Oh, I'm, just... I'm sorry, your tone would suggest that. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. came out wow. of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> my goodness, yeah. I feel like well, I'm, I'm every back time home already. Has a decent game, then you're going to start on this part. Well, it's not a one-off so game. Do you want me to start doing it the other it's way around? It's not a one-off game, though. Is do you it? want me to start if he has a bad game? Do you want me to come in you here? You do that. You call me every time he makes a mistake. Do you want me to come in here and go? That's different than sitting on sitting here and doing it. Oh come oh. on! Do you want me to start? Oh, you want me to start every time he makes a mistake? Yes. Calling you up. You do that. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do then in the future. <laughs> During games, yes. when he's out of position, I'm going to text you and go, out of position. <laughs> 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 
that's, oh my that's God. the stuff you don't hey, see. How big is your phone? How big is your phone, Stevie? I was on my, I was on my iPad. <laughs> see, that's the stuff you don't see. No, that's very true. You see a 2 0 victory in the yes, cup final. Yes. Uh, oh, he played really well. But then, but you've when given, I'm sitting watching, him, and Mario will do the same. But you've just given him 8 out of 10, so he did play well. He did play well, so yeah. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is, you, according to you now, that's it. Forever in a day, he's fantastic. Right, that's exactly what I said, wasn't it? Yes. No. Absolutely. No. You dug a hole. Well, that's why I said I'm now going to start texting you when, right. he's, when he's out of position. Uh, <laughs> take you a while to text at that rate. <laughs> Yeah, I've talked. Hey, hey, I can assure you, I'm yeah. texting uh, Ian, what would you like to do? <laughs> Ian, would you like to join this? Oh, no, hold on, hold on, you stopped me all yeah. doing the same. Oh, right. oh, oh, here we go. Sorry, everyone quiet. Can you please explain to him, because he thinks it's just me. Right, okay. That when we watch games as defenders, yes. and we're watching things, and, right. you know, somebody, there's a break, and the ball yes. goes out, and you get a goal kick, and everybody... We're sitting going, well, it's a good job that didn't happen over there, because he was out of position over right. there. Is yeah. that correct, Mario? Yes, because there's more people that are talking about the height of him anyway. So it's not a surprise that, that Steve brought it up. In England, everybody brought it up when he arrived. And clearly now he has turned the table and people are more respecting it. And I, and I knew the character he had because he had it in Holland. So it's not a surprise to me that this guy is playing extremely good at Manchester. Here we go. Don't quite support <laughs> your point, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Not sure that <laughs> you should have gone with a different witness. Ian, what would you like? Straight up, straight. I think the court would like to now hear yeah, from Ian. Hey, Stevie, Stevie, don't worry, I get where you come from, my friend. You saying how it used to be, but Dan is just twisting it around. And Ali too, Ali, stop it. Oh, Dan wouldn't do that. What? What did Dan do? Dan wouldn't twist anything. Let's welcome Ian to the conversation. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Great, next question. I would say Martinez looks like the kind of defender to me who, who would, you know, be in tears. He gave away a goal in a back garden kick around with his kid. You know, he mug his own grandmother to stop a goal. So that's not a bad quality for a defender. There we go. Ian's got some hey, um, uh, internet issues. Dan. Yes. I am concerned about your tone. Okay? Just watch your tone. <laughs> Is you're, that all right? Yeah, yeah, I uh, think you're right. See, the, the tone was unnecessary. Yeah, the tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> Stevie, yes, since you, since you, let me just get my tone right. Yeah, uh huh. Bring it. Liverpool legend Steve Nichol, five league title, <laughs> Champions League winner, uh -huh. successful coach at MLS. Should United permanently sign Savica and Veghorst? Yes, absolutely, because they need, you know, going forward. Those are two players that, you know, in an ideal world, wouldn't be in the starting eleven, mm. but they've shown that to come and do a job when asked, they've been fantastic. Nobody expected. I certainly didn't expect Vekos to be doing the job he's doing now. You know, we, we all thought the same thing. I'm assuming they're going to have to start hitting long balls, or this guy's not going to be in the game. Well, he well he's absolutely been in the game, yeah. and he's actually he's actually making Rashford better. And Sabitzer having not kicked the ball, which again was the biggest worry. You know, the fact he's not played, and then you're thinking, well, there has to be a, more than a reason of what's going on in the field, why he's not even played a game. Again, you can't say that. He's, when called upon, has been perfect. So, 
Listen, you need a squad, uh, and to have both of these guys and the knowledge that you know if you need to rest a so-called starter, you can put either one of them in and they'll do a great job and it won't affect you that much. So, absolutely. Very good answer, Stephen. Thank you oh, very thank much. thank you, Dan. No, that's a far better tone. No, that's much Far better. Good, good. Yeah, Please don't text me. At least you're me. learning. You're learning. Please don't text me. What a, what a lovely answer that was. <laughs> Uh, why does Tottenham seemingly look better without Conte? Have any of these guys been in a situation where the gaffer was gone temporarily? Uh, Mario, is it like the teacher being away at school? Everybody all of a sudden can relax a little bit? No, because I don't think the teacher is any far away from, you know, the assistant. He's in his ear. He's making know what's happening. We saw the situation years ago what happened with Mourinho. He was even texting his manager while he was sitting on the bench. So it's not a surprise, no. He's clearly really close, Kante, but the only thing is that things are going well. Why? Because they have built something. This is not just something out of surprise. I mean, before we started the season already, I saw, I always said it, if Kante's mentality and character comes into his team, he's got a good chance of getting up in the top four. What do you think, Ian? I think the guy that's stepping in, Stalini, is doing very, very well. But I agree with Mario. Obviously, Antonio Conte is on the phone to him all the time, even though he's convalescing in Italy. So there is that remote control. Well, it is remote control, but I think it's working for Tottenham at the moment. Um, yeah, make no mistake, he's having plenty of input, even though he's not actually there. I'm thinking back to, to Liverpool. When Gerard Houllier, of course, was sick. And was it Phil Thompson? Tomo, yeah. Tomo. And this is where you have to tell your Phil Thompson joke because it's still a classic. <laughs> well, as you know, Phil Thompson has a rather large nose. Yes, he does. <laughs> you can go for <laughs> him if you don't know. And so, and so towards the end of Thomas' career, <laughs> when he was sick in the reserves, Steve McMahon in particular used to come in and he'd walk past Tomo and all he would say was, how would you make? And everybody would laugh. Yeah. And so anybody who just came into the club had no idea what it was. Right. But what it was was, the first part is, how would you make Phil Thompson's nose 12 inches long? Yep. And the answer is, fold it in half. Hey! <laughs> so, so, from, so from the first time it started, it got cut down to, all you had to say was, how do you make? And everybody would just laugh. Brilliant. Because you knew it was coming. Ah, I love that joke. Uh, Google him, it's a big nose. Uh, have you been in a situation where a manager's been away, Ali, or anything like that? And no. every manager's come in? No. No. I, and I had great relationship with all my managers. Yes, I'm sure you did, Ali. Yeah. It's training. <laughs> it's training where it's relaxed. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because when you... The when cat's you, away. Cats, absolutely, 100%. It's way more relaxed. It's... It's just, it's just the way it is. Right. Because every time, every time the, the manager walk, because the managers always walk out later. Yes. They don't, they're not always out from the start. And so everyone's all like that. Ah, it's yeah. all loosey goosey, you know. But as soon as the gaffer walks out, everyone sort of goes like that. Oh, Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like when you left Mariner in charge? When you went to. Hey! Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Mario, the 2015 16 season saw Chelsea in 10th, and the next year they won the league. Uh -oh. Could we see the same thing again? Please say yes. I need this emotional support. <laughs> No, I, I mean, if it goes like this, they need to first focus on getting a team that is stable and having players enough that understanding to play with each other. If they can do that, then they got a, they got a good chance. But if not, 
hey, he's trying to shoot for the moon straight away. Take it easy. Let's first right. focus on making sure that right. we don't get in the battle of relegation. Remember that, guys. Relegation is not that far, eh? 10 points different. No, come on, Mario. No chance. No, I'm not saying they're going to no. relegate. But I'm saying, like, don't get... Look, I played at Wigan. When I had that much points at, as Chelsea has right now, I was like, ooh, my season is almost done. Guys, hey, if they lose their next game, eh? If they lose their next game, they are going closer to where the battle is on. Do you think Chelsea should be in the battle of, of uh, where everybody's trying to survive in the league? No, uh -huh. you don't want that. Right. This, Come on, this cool. isn't the emotional support yeah. that Garth wanted, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy needs to hear the truth. The truth is what matters in life, not uh, playing. Oh, oh man. Uh, Ian, when everyone is fit, who would you be starting in the midfield three for Real Madrid and why? Well, well, there's the changing of the guard going on, but I still think if it's a really big game, you're still going to go with Modric and Kroos just for the moment. Though they've left Modric out a fair bit lately, um, and I think the other player would have to be Valverde. So, yeah, there's my answer for you. But that might look different next season. Hey, look, next season they might have Jude Bellingham signed from Borussia Dortmund. Looks like they're favourites to sign him. Whoa. Mm. I like Ian's got a cheeky Ooh. glint in his eyes. Yeah, says that. Like, oh, Breaking mm. news. Um, we got a rush. So I'm going to only ask the first part of this question, Mario, which is the best one. What was your time like at Wigan? <laughs> what was it like losing 9-1 to Tottenham? <laughs> oh, I came over at 5-1 and I managed to give the, the ticket money with all the fans paid. I made sure they got the money back because I was oh. embarrassed. Oh, what a hero. Oh. What a hero. Man. See, that's the emotional support that we need. We needed but our we needed our fans, yeah, so that's on. why I Hold had on. to come up with something. How much it was, though? Well, I mean, not been that many. Well, yeah, how many were in attendance for that, Mario? Yeah. Stevie, don't worry about it. It was enough, <laughs> you understand, for the whole team to chip in. It was quite there a bit go. of money that we had to give them. Wow. If only they did that at Portsmouth, you would be a millionaire, Ian. Hey! <laughs> There we go. <laughs> uh, that no is it. We are done. ESPN FC back on your screens tomorrow. We'll be focusing on those four FA Cup ties, including Bristol City. Now, Bristol's down southwest, it is, uh, okay. Ali, against Manchester City. Oh, well, thank you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 